Hey, Rem. Good morning. Good morning. I missed your face. I know. The consistent, the lack of consistency with Coffee with the Cowgirls lately has me sad because I, I like know. it. <laughs> it's, been, it's, been a, it's been a rough week for you. It was a rough week for us. Well, it wasn't really a rough week for us. It was just a... Uh... It's just all. It was. It was just not great. I know. Um, don't you feel like now that we're in fall, it uh, just going so fast, Remy? What is going on? The time. No, I, it's. I, I needed to stay late, light later, still, because I, I still have a lot of stuff to do. And then it gets dark, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna head in. And I was like, oh, it's an hour earlier than last week. So I know. I, um, well, we talked about the weather last week and the changing of the seasons. I love the changing of the seasons and I used to love all of the seasons equally, but now as I get older, I kind of don't love them all as equally. Uh, but I do love fall. I don't like when it gets, uh, darker later or darker earlier. I feel like you have to be well, the kid, I mean, there's many things that happen this time of the year because now another thing that we will talk about another day is the kids went back to school. Um, and so now you have to be planned, organized, yeah. and prepared. Uh, three of my weakest things. So there's that. No, and part of the reason we missed... Uh last week is that California is in one of its three seasons. I was joking with Breck last week that we have uh, three seasons in California. We have earthquake season, which isn't really true either. I mean, they happen all the time. Um, award season for the Oscars and all of that. And then fire season. And we are clearly in the middle of fire season. So um, we didn't have to evacuate at all. We're actually, even if they were going to call for an evacuation where we're at, uh, nothing can burn because it's dirt and metal. So we, um, but I was on standby to evacuate some guys. We had some horses evacuated here, but it's getting a little rough in California. And fall is actually our worst fire season. So we get winds, everything's dry, it doesn't rain enough. Thankfully, we got some rain from a tropical storm that helped put out that fire. But yeah, and now I got three kids playing sports. So fall's going to be jam packed on top of everything else I already had going. I know. Um, going back to the fire thing, because we talked about it a lot last week. And it's hard for us from the North to understand, like talking to you is so funny because it's normal for you. You've lived with it your whole life and you're like, oh, it's just, it's fire season. I'm like, <laughs> We're from the North, Remy. We don't have fire season. So it's really hard for me to understand. And I think I'm like, God, that'd be really kind of cool to talk about it sometime, like, what we yeah, deal with in the different seasons because you don't deal with snow. No, we drive the snow. We drive the snow to see it and then we turn around <laughs> and we come home. <laughs> don't live in it. Yeah, so it'd be fun sometime to talk about like what all is involved and entails in that fire season because yeah like you know, i mean is this is this a thing so we always had to have we still have them in our cars like we have earthquake kits in our cars right if you get caught somewhere so you have to keep like you're from minnesota yeah with well i mean like but i don't know if you need it for snow right you like you're supposed to keep and i say this because like we're horrible mm -hmm. about it because we eat what's in our earthquake kit 
because we have boys in the car. We're supposed to have like two bottles of water and a change of clothes and a first aid kit and some food. Like that's an earthquake kit and you have them in your car. You're used to having them. Like it's just, it's the same thing. You're supposed to have stuff in your house, like enough to get you by if the gas gets shut off. Like you guys get snowed in. We don't have that. They shut off our gas if there's a bad natural disaster. That's it. Like. So Remy, I would totally be the mom who would be like on the way to practice and Oh, uh, Kyle, do you remember your water? No, I forgot mine, Mom. Oh, shit. Get there. Get out of your quick Love it. Um, I was complimenting Remy this morning because I just think that, well, she looks gorgeous every morning, but Thanks. she looks extra gorgeous this morning. I just love her hair. I don't get yeah. to see her hair like that very often. So I told Breck once it dries, it won't quite look like this. It's not really dry yet because I, I went to bed late and I slept on it apparently just right. Like, I don't know what I did, but it was just right today. But like, by nine o'clock this morning, it'll just be sad little waves and straight in most places. <laughs> uh, same. Straight as an arrow. Um, so, yeah, last week, just a little recap. Kids started school last week in Minnesota. Mine went back. Um, it's a long tail. And we're just throwing a dart again and seeing if it sticks somewhere. But I'm feeling pretty positive this time. <laughs> um, I was sick. Uh, took my first COVID test ever, which was not bad. I've never taken one before. Um interesting and it was in fact positive at the beginning of the week so that was got that out of the way and um yeah I was tired of laying in bed Remy I was done with that so I don't even think I told you what I did did I tell you that I stayed up and cleaned my attic until midnight on Friday. You said you cleaned your attic. You said you cleaned your basement. And then you were, I tried to talk you out of going to a horse show, but you didn't go to that show. You went to another one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, I can't stay in the house anymore. I'm bored and I've cleaned. Well, I mean, if you looked at my house, you'd be like, she's lying, but um, you just have to look in the right spots (laughs) of where I clean. Remember I told you I have a cleaning lady come once a week because I want my whole house to be clean for at least 30 minutes at one time. And in fact, this Friday, we did not let our kids come home on Friday. They stayed with my mom because I was like, I just want to enjoy nothing in my house. Cleanness. Yeah. You know, I do love it. Like, I felt so good. And after I had rid, I mean, I was holding on to things like you can't even imagine. Um, in fact, I have, I had to send it to Brandon and laughed because the joke is that I'm not very athletic, which I'm not, but I sent him a picture of my 1991 track stats. Like I told you, I've always been athletic as fuck. (laughs) Pretty sure that the, the track stats would still read the same. So, um, fun and it feels so good to rid yourself of all of that extra crap that you will never use again. Yeah. I loved it. Um, oh, and then I went to a horse show by myself, folks, on Sunday, which Remy's a badass. Like, Remy <laughs> does that all the time. So 
no big deal for her. It is a big deal for you, Remy, because I just started doing this this year, like yeah, going out on my own and on like doing my own thing. And I, I was laughing at myself so hard on the way home on Sunday, like driving above the speed limit with the radio cranked and just laughing because I loved it. Um, and I'm proud of myself and I think it's okay to be proud of yourself for being you able should, to. You should God. be proud of yourself. We had, um, we have James and his partner went to a cow and bull sale on Sunday. So I took, um, my friend Beg with me to go check cows. We got caught in a thunderstorm. If you guys follow us on TikTok, you saw the end of it. And, uh, she goes, were you just going to come check this by yourself? And I go, yeah, I used to check everything by myself. I used to drive like four and five hours north of us to go check cows by myself. She looks around, she looks at the country and she's like, you should not be riding this by yourself. No <laughs> one should be riding this by themselves. And that's what James said too. He's like, you've had enough close wrecks. Like we don't, you don't need, just take someone with you. So um, I've gotten smarter apparently as I've gotten older about not doing a lot of things on my own. <laughs> I mean, going to a horse show is not the same thing as being out kind of out of cell reception. No, no, Remy. Like I text you, our, our comments of fun are definitely not the same. <laughs> it was, it was, an, oh. it was, a, it was an adventure. Everything is an adventure. I look at everything as an adventure, but, uh, you know, I, I, I took a jacket to not get it on in time. I was completely soaking wet by the time we got back to the trailer. So it in the video, it definitely looked like you were going to be soaking wet. Oh yeah, it was that. <laughs> so um, we're today we're going to talk about what we were going to talk about last week, which is yeah. consistency. Yes. And um, my dogs are just absolutely nuts this morning. Can, can you hear them? I can hear them breathing. Yeah. The sorry for you listening on the podcast. It's just dogs. It's not us panting into the. Um, <laughs> microphone <laughs> no it's not <laughs> they're like fighting and wrestling under my feet um come on girls uh, anywho we're going to talk about consistency which i think is is super important in all seasons and stages of your life um and i think it's something that we probably don't really think about at the time i think about it a lot and it's because of the season that I'm in right now in my life, because I, I've really had to lean in and find a new consistency for myself because of quitting my job and my consist because I quit my job, my consistency doesn't look the same anymore. Does that make sense? Yeah, because before it's like get up, go <laughs> drive your route, do what you're supposed to do. It's very yeah. it's it's easier to be consistent when you have like a very planned out job. Not that sales is completely planned out, but like you know what tasks need to be done. Yeah. Like my favorite one of my favorite things about like a quote about ranching or farming is it's just one set of emergencies to the next, right? Like you just level up whatever like whatever emergency now takes precedence is what happens. And then um, you wouldn't know what to do if everything went right. Like, I, we would have no idea about a game plan because it's never all gone right at one time. There's always something that has to be done. Absolutely. Um, so finding 
that consistency every day and what works and what doesn't, I feel like it's taken me a hell of a, it's taken me a hell of a lot longer than I ever thought it would, Remy. And I don't think for me, my personal belief is it doesn't matter what you're doing, what you're doing. If you're, if we're talking about life, if we're talking about consistency in life, consistency on your horse, you have to have some form of consistency in order to be successful. I don't think that you can be successful without being consistent at something. That's my opinion though. No, I think it's, you see it, especially with like, especially with training horses. Right. And I think that training horses is this great microcosm for what happens in the rest of the world, because it's true, right? You put in the work, it shows out, you're consistent. It shows out. If you're not consistent, the horses don't get any better. And it's true with whatever you do in life, whatever talent you want to acquire, whatever hobby you want to do, whatever mindset you want to have, you have to be consistent because like I talk about being not toxically positive, but positive, right? You have to practice positivity. What the hell is toxically positive? Yeah, you never talk to those people. They're like, everything is great oh, all of the time. And there's never been a bad day in my life. And it is sunshine and rainbows. And you're like, I don't have time for you. Like, this is shitty right now. I need you to be okay with it being shitty. That's toxically positive, right? It's just like toxically negative. It's just the flip side. And you're like, oh, no bad vibes. Like, positive vibes only. Like, true. But can we agree that shit goes wrong and stuff is horrible sometimes and I want to throw a pity party. So could you come join me in the dark for like five minutes? I don't need to hear about your rainbows. That's toxically positive. I talk about, sorry. So I talk about, um, side. I, uh, I talk about being positive, but you have to practice it. I have to practice it. It doesn't matter what I, like, it doesn't matter what I preach on here. I have to practice it because it isn't fucking easy to be positive. Damn dogs. Damn dogs, right? Like, but it's, so it's, it's like, um, you wake up and for us, like you wake up and there's a sick cow. Well, you checked everything last night. Nothing was sick. Well, now that starts your day off wrong. So do you let it engulf the rest of your day? Because you have to go doctor calf. You didn't think you were going to have to doctor or you take a breath and you're like, yeah, that's what happens when it goes from hundred to 70 and blowing rain. These are things that happen do you let them ruin the rest of your day? But again, being consistently positive. Okay. And I had another friend that like we had, a, I had another friend and she was talking to someone and the girl called her and she's like, oh, I have a huge tax bill and I have this and I have that. And she goes, well, you thought you were dying a month ago. You're not dying. Um, you could owe more money, which sounds horrible, but it's true, right? You could owe more money on your taxes and you made enough money to owe that much money on your taxes. And, um, you have a roof over your head. Like they're all small things that again can be seen as toxically positive, but it's true. You have to look for the bright side, right? I woke up today. I have food in my belly. I have a roof over my head. I have good friends. I have all these things, but it's easy to get drawn into that negative and you have to practice positivity because whatever you feed your mind consistently, right? What yes. do you, because people don't think about what they feed themselves as far as their mind, right? Oh, I see so many right? Like I see so many people that really work on their health. They, um, they exercise all the time. They, <laughs> right? they exercise all the time and they eat right, but they don't care about <laughs> what they put into their mind, right? They're not as aware of what they're thinking. So who you surround yourself, who's in your circle, all of that feeds your brain, that feeds your body too. It all starts from there. So if you don't feed yourself positivity, 
or you say that you're a complete realist, but you really tend toward the negative, that all catches up over time. Again, it's consistency. Like you so, have to be, you have to be aware of what you're feeding your brain all the time. I, we get a lot of like 20 something women ask us a lot of questions just because they're trying to navigate growing up and um, adulthood. They're trying to navigate adulthood and the topic of consistency is something that is very important to me. And I feel like it wasn't until my late thirties when I, the light bulb finally came on and I started piecing it all together. And when the light bulb comes on, it is life changing. And for me, the light bulb coming on, it started with the yucky feeling of being surrounded by negativity that is ultimately what fueled my desire to be a better human. And once I realized how goddamn negative I was, like, like the first aha moment was, holy shit, Breck, you're super negative about everything and something has to change in order for you to find light and happiness again. And it is one of the things that I did and stand strong still by to this day is what I feed my mind. Um, and I, that's the whole podcast thing. I started listening to podcasts and Remy, if I have to do it on a weekly basis, I mean, it might sound corny. Some people might be like, Oh, she does not. Um, no, I, I have to. I have to practice the consistency of listening to something that feeds good thoughts, good vibes, good energy, good energy mm-hmm. into my body on a weekly basis. And if I don't do it, I mentally feel like shit. No, and, and that's one of those things, again, about being consistent, right? So if you if you consistently feed yourself negative things or nothing, honestly, if you feed your brain nothing, it allows you to just stay kind of static and then you don't feel well no matter what else you're doing and you can't figure out what it is. Well, your brain is one of your most basic things that you need to survive. So why do you not... Um, sorry, got a weird text message right now. It does not make sense. Um, and it's also like five o'clock in the morning here. So uh, the, but it's one of those things where if you're not consistently trying to be better, not, not that you have to push yourself completely, but you can't stay stagnant because then you're moving backwards, really. Like if you don't try and move forwards, you're always moving backwards. And I think for me, again, it comes back to training, right? Like um, as a gymnast, then as a horse trainer, you have to be consistent in what you practice. It has to become muscle memory. It has to become and even for your brain, I'm going to say muscle memory, because you have to set good, positive tracks in your brain for them to follow. When things go wrong, right? Today is not the end of the world. I've been here before and I've gotten out of that. How did I get out of that? How did I lay that framework? And then it's not so scary because it's not that I don't have horrible days. It's not that I don't have horrible moments. It's not that I don't throw temper tantrums. I just try not to stay there for very long. But if I let my brain stay consistently there, I'd be really miserable if you're out. Um, 
I think that that with the podcast deal, when I'm having a bad day, I think that my brain has got muscle memory into that now. It's like, okay, you've had a bad day. Feed yourself. Because literally, short story, we're going to take a little tiny detour. Um, I have just been getting so frustrated lately because I'm trying to, I, I want partnerships with what I'm doing, Remy. Like I think of them in terms of partnerships and I don't want to just partner with any old Joe Blow. I want to partner with people that I'm passionate about. I'm a very passionate person. And when I love something, I love it pretty hard. And I usually talk about it and it comes from a real, really real honest, true place. And that is how I feel about our feed, Purina. And I don't, like I said, I don't ask for things. I don't ask for things unless it's something that I truly believe in. Well, I fed Purina for 20 years. I truly believe in them. And I don't know how I want to do a partnership with them. I'm not even asking. I don't even know how to ask for it because I don't, I'm not saying I want you to give me feed. I want you to just give it to me because I'm going to do all kinds of good things for you. I don't want that. I want us to come to an agreement that works for both of us. And I just get so damn frustrated having these conversations with these people and because I don't know, I, I don't think I can convey the message. Maybe, maybe that's the whole point of my story. I can't convey the message. But last week, before I got sick, I was trying to explain to them in my head, like, I want this partnership. And they're like, well, we just don't understand what you want. Write us a letter. And I'm like, I've already wrote you guys letters. I don't want to write no more letters. Go see the good that we're doing for other people. I mean, for you, or, you know, Purina, I'm doing good things for you because I love you. I'm not going to switch feeds anymore. I've already done that. I don't want to do that. I want to be with you. Now, how can we make this successful for both of us? And I was just so stinking frustrated by the time that I got it all out and I probably didn't get it all out in the right way. And then all the negativity just starts like seeping into me because I was pissed, like literally walking circles in my goddamn driveway, Remy, because I was, had like fresh, passionate frustration out there. (laughs) And so I had to start, I like went, got my bicycle, my headphones and put on a podcast to calm me back down and recenter and re-channel my energy into something productive, right? No, it's like for me, so you can ask uh, people that get in the truck with me, uh, if I'm having a bad day, there will be some sort of meditation music going. Like, Oh my God, I thought you were going to say like, what is the crap that you listen to? <laughs> and they're like, and it's the same thing, right? Because they know what I don't listen to. And I was like, look, it's a bad day. This re-centers me. It does not have to work for you. It re-centers me. And then just, I'm like, just... But again, I've trained myself that way, right? Stuff goes wrong, go sit in the dark and meditate for at least five minutes. Like, just let it go. Because I run a little hot. Like, I control it for a long time. I run a little hot. (laughs) But, like, when I get hot, I get really hot. And um, if I'm super passionate about something, because I'm not a hot person, 
But if I'm super passionate about something, I then I can run a little hot. But it's just and I I think that my passion shows in fresh as as frustration sometimes. Yeah, I mean we all we all got different um I um time out consistency in horses. I had someone come the other night and they asked me a question about a horse and I go, Oh, she's super talented. You just need to go back and kind of start back over on the basics. You need to slow her down. And this person asked me for my opinion. I did not volunteer my opinion. They asked me for my opinion. And I, I, I hear what you're saying. And then they proceeded to tell me why I was wrong. And when I was younger, I'd have been pissed. And now I'm just like, cool. Yeah. You asked okay. me my opinion. And then you proceeded to tell me I was wrong. Like you asked me as a professional and then you proceeded to tell me I was wrong. So good. But when I was like, and again, I had to train myself consistently to not react. I was just like, and it's funny, like this, like, I think it's hilarious because you full on asked me and immediately proceeded to tell me I'm wrong. I'm like, cool, cool, cool. Okay. And I just laughed and walked off. But again, I had to train myself to respond better because before I'd have been like, listen, motherfucker, you asked me. And now I'm just like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go eat my tacos. Talk to you later. Oh, that's funny. Um, so super proud of Remy. I think we can talk about this. Yeah, we can talk about this. Um, I feel like it was probably a couple months ago, right? It's been like a month. It's only been like six or seven weeks. It's like, it feels like two months. That's why I've said time. I don't know where the hell time goes. I, just, I think I talked about it for two weeks and then I finally got my shit together. Well, it's because you had to mentally prepare. Mm -hmm. um, Remy set out almost a couple months ago now to um, lose weight. She wanted to lose weight. And I'll let you take it from there. I am almost 30 pounds down. I'm about three pounds away from my first goal because I set a very big first goal. James was like, you should have maybe broken it down. And after this goal, it'll be in smaller increments. But, you know, I... And I, I've done it once before after my second son. I lost like 80 pounds, but then I was running five to six miles every other night. I was biking on the off nights. I was eating a thousand calories a day and tracking everything. And I did it a little differently this time. I'm just kind of washing what I eat and drinking like two gallons of water a day, <laughs> which will go down once it gets cooler. I'll go down to one. But, you know, it's come off pretty easy. That, uh, not easy, but it's it's easier this time. And same thing. I had to be consistent. Those first two weeks are rough about not eating. But, you know, I feel way better. I'm way more nimbly bimbly. I can run a lot of places faster. I can get on. And I got to lose weight because I got a lot of skinny bitches I got to beat in the pen. So, you know. <laughs> well, um, Remy, though, I, mean, I think it's important to talk about you're doing it the reason why you're doing it and you're doing it for yourself. I yes. think is, that is the important message out of that is that um, whenever you set out to do something like that, you have to do it, want to do it for yourself. Yeah. I told Breck on the phone. <laughs> so my oldest son comes up to me and he goes, mom, I want you to know you look beautiful no matter what. And I go, Okay, babe, I want you to know for your love map, for, for your future relationships, I'm not losing weight for anybody but me, which is 100% true. My husband gets mad when I lose weight because he said he loses his eating partner. And that's how we communicate a lot is sitting down to eat. Um, so 
but it is important. And if you're, if anything's going to stick long time, you long term, it doesn't matter if it's weight loss, sobriety, mental health. You have to do it for you. No matter how much someone else pushes you, if it's not for you, it won't stick in the long term. And it makes it really hard to make that goal attainable if it's not part of who you want to be. And so, I don't even want to be skinny. I just I want to be faster than I am. So. <laughs> well, when Remy and I started having this conversation, I'm like, you know what, Remy? I said, I want to be, but I want to be in better shape. Yeah. Um, and I am not an exerciser. I don't really like to, like, not. I don't run. That's not for me. But I do love to bike, and so. I started biking because I wanted to get in shape and now I like, I love it. Like I can't say that I bike every night because that's not, that would be lying, but I definitely try to bike two to three nights a week. And I started at four miles and I'm now up to eight miles. Nice. I want to do, I'm like, bucket list. I'm going to do it in the next 12 months. I want to do one of those long ass bike rides, Remy, like the 40 mile an hour or 40 mile, the 40 mile one in a day or something like that, yeah. like cover some cool country. I think that would be way cool. No. And it was the same thing when I was, like I said, when I was running a couple of years ago, I hated running and it comes back to consistency. Like you have to set an alarm, go run, be done. And then you start to get the same, th- you know, they say, what is it like? It takes like 30 days to make a habit. It's true. But then after that, I got to where I never enjoyed running, but I enjoyed beating my personal times. So then I'd start pushing and pushing and pushing. And then I lost a lot of weight and then I got pregnant again. So then I stopped running after that. But that is, it's, oh, it's, 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 um, you have to find something you, you like to do. And for me, I, I, I don't like to exercise. I work all day. Like I'm, super physical yeah. all day so i don't <laughs> like to work out we clean a lot of stalls i clean a lot of stalls now <laughs> <laughs> um that is the perfect segue into something i had written down and that how long does it take for consistency to pay off which i think that everybody thinks that it's going to pay off immediately like they're going to start doing being consistent at something um today and do it for three days and then well i did it for three days where's my reward (laughs) it does not work like that folks (laughs) it doesn't and i think that's where people get they get disenchanted and disheartened it's like well i ate a salad today why didn't i lose weight (laughs) okay i mean i love i wish i freaking wish but it's not that way It's the same thing. Like we get people that bring horses for training. Well, can you fix it in a week? Like, yeah, I have a magic wand in my back pocket and some of them really only need a couple of rides. Most of them I can't fix in a week. And so not for it to stay, not for it to stick. And you know, it's the same thing. I can step on them just like Brandon can step on them and they look really good right away. That doesn't mean that they're going to stay good. It means that we know how to get them there for that ride. And, um, Everything's about, everything is about consistency in life. And so I, I, I think honestly, it takes at least 30 days before, and like, no, before you start to notice minimal changes. And that's the other thing is expectation, right? You can't expect 30 days of you thinking in a certain way or doing something to have this drastic difference. 
you so, have to see that there's minimal changes. So like if you, I guess it depends on, yes, you're probably right. It depends on what we're talking about or what we're doing, I think. But like mindset, mindset is the longest thing to change. It's much easier to change, to create consistency with physical things than it is for your brain. Well, so I equate all things back to, um, well, on what we're doing, Remy, like coffee with the cowgirl, top hand cowgirl, everyday cowgirl, all of that. Like I equate everything back to that. Holy shit. Like I've been working on, well, which piece of it for, you know, top hand's been the longest for sure. Um, the everyday cowgirl, it all kind of comes under it. But, and then this, it is so, because it's never been done before people, or it has been done, but maybe not like the way that we're doing it or whatever. You have to, we're building something new. You have got to, all of the pieces, the building blocks, you have to have such a good mindset you have to be consistent for a long period of time because you do not see results overnight in this. I mean, Remy and I have been at this now for, this is 11, I think, or 12, yeah. 11. 11 or 12, yeah. Yeah. So we've been at it for three months, which isn't a long time. Prior to that, I was at it for a year and the growth, I mean, if we weren't consistent though, there would be no growth. There would be no needle movement. What are we looking to see? Not quite sure yet, but I know that if we don't continue to show up every week and do this, we won't have to worry about it because there won't be any growth. But if we continue to show up like something like this, this might take a year. This might take a year and a half of us consistently showing up and not like seeing a result. That's hard. I'm that you have to be so mentally strong. No, and it's tough. Cause it's like, um, I was listening. Cause I, I listened to the Converse cowboy a lot and that's what he said. He's like, I did this for a year before anyone paid attention. And he was interviewing big guys for, a year. I know. He's really good. If you haven't heard of Converse Cowboy, check him out on YouTube or that's where I watch. He doesn't do a lot on his podcasts or. No, his is a better viewing medium, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but it, it, it's, it's, and it's, and I think that's where people get frustrated. It's like, well, I tried and I stuck with it, but it didn't work. And that comes back to that whole conversation. Is this the universe telling you you should quit or move on? Well, you have to give it a fair shake of whatever you're doing, whatever you're doing. If yeah. it's, again, if it's art, if it's if it's a hobby, if it's a new profession, you can't stick with it for just 30 days and hope it came together. Like um, in the cattle market, right? It's they talk about one every out of every 10 years pays for your other te- your other nine, right? Like that's a that's a long game you're playing. You're hoping that you make so much money in one year that the middling years are okay and the years that you lose your ass are still not that bad. But again, that's being consistent and staying in it. And it's frightening when stuff goes wrong. So for the younger viewers, I think that the takeaway from that is um, your timeline of deciding if 
if you need to step away or um, is something that you should stick with is different for whatever you're doing. That's what I took away from that. Yeah, it is. You know, it's like, uh, so let's go back to dieting. I tried keto probably a year ago and I was like really strict, did everything for about six to eight weeks. And I felt horrible the entire time. It wasn't the keto flu. It wasn't that I'd gotten through all that. I didn't like it. I didn't like the food I was eating. Like it just wasn't for me. And I do something that's very similar. I kind of do South beach, which really is just lean proteins and green vegetables and some fruit and not a lot of carbs and sugar. Okay. I can do that because I eat that way. Anyhow, I just had to take away the carbs and sugar on top of it. And the weight starts to come off, but I stuck with it for a while and I didn't feel good. But then there's other things like, um, uh, like leather work, right? I like to do leather work when I'm consistent and I'm out in the leather shop all the time. My stuff gets really good. And then if I life gets in the way and I don't go out there, I go back and I was like, I know how to do this. And I ruin a piece of leather because I was like, I'm not as good as I was when I quit last time. But I have to come back. And I think it's really hard. And we live, again, it comes back to like, we live in an age of instant gratification. I want something from Amazon. I order. It's like when I order stuff for you on Amazon, and it's like, it's going to be there in four days. And this is bullshit. I, if I order something in the morning, sometimes it's on my porch by the afternoon. Right? So we live in an instant gratification. I want it. And I want it right now. Well, most things do take time to come and be really successful and be really fulfilling because and that's the other thing. I think the other thing about consistency is it leads to more fulfillment because you worked for something, right? You work towards it. It doesn't mean that you had to work hard, but you work towards something. So when you have it and it's all your own, you can say that you were really proud of it. You didn't luck into it. It didn't just happen overnight for you. So um, because I'm really into entrepreneurship and all of the things, I listen to a lot of that kind of stuff. And all of the experts say that most entrepreneurs quit before, like, they quit right before they're about to have their big breakthrough. And it's usually at the one and a half to two year mark. And it's like the percentage is well over half of entrepreneurs. Well, if you just take like normal econ or business classes, they tell you it takes about five years for, for, or for traditional businesses to really make money. Mm-hmm. Five years for a business to really make money. You have to have such a strong mindset, people. I mean, um, you know, Remy, you said something earlier in our conversation about basically all of the little shit that we let set us off or get in the way in the grand scheme of things. Taking on that mentality and that mindset is super hard to just be thankful for really what is like absolutely in front of you. And like, I've got all of the basic needs that we could ever want. So my kid doesn't have the I-14 phone that they, is that what, is that a thing? I think they call I think me. it comes out. I don't think it's out yet, but yes, it is coming. Oh yeah, you're right. They called me and asked me if I'd like to get you know, on pre-order. I'm like, uh, yeah, no, <laughs> not for me. Um, but you know, does that, if we think in terms of that, like, is that phone going to make my kid's life better having that, that phone or those like just going back to school makes me think about all the things my kids are like, they didn't even ask cause they knew the answer. Are we going to buy new backpacks, mom? Well, 
No, we're not buying six packs. What's wrong with the ones that you guys have? You know, um, and worrying about. I'm a firm believer that you have to work and you have to work hard because the money just doesn't appear. But um, worrying about all of the things that are literally out of your control or things that are just and six months from now you're gonna look and be like god I spent so much goddamn time worrying about something that was so stupid yeah and it comes back to like who's your circle who's your friends so when you hear me on here and I sound a little preachy about letting things go you talk to me privately so you hear me vent about things that doesn't mean that you can't be like like f that guy fuck this is a bad day right but you have to have people that are going to draw you out and they're like yeah it's a bad it's a bad day it's not about like your shit and beyond yeah right and um yeah we're not saints people yeah but it's one of those things where it's like i'm also on it i think i'm honest with my friends like and i'll call and be like this fucking bullshit blah 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 and then you know if it's a good enough friend they're like you, you done now you're like yeah I'm, I'm done now but i needed to say it i couldn't let it sit inside me yeah so um and the other thing i think consistency is important in relationships too consistently showing up for someone that doesn't mean you have to physically be there but consistently letting people know that yeah. you're there because what happens when you're consistently there is people will open up to you more because they don't think that you're just a tourist in their life, right? You're not just a visitor in their life. You're there for them, good, bad, ugly, what fun, shitty, whatever it is. And that's hard too. That's wearing to be consistently in someone's life if if you're not wired that way or if they don't give back to you in the same way. So. I feel like I'm really stellar at showing up in my friend's life on the phone yeah other that's, but that's, that, that's that. consistently showing up that's not you can't physically be there for everyone and um I, I gave my best friend grief because she's leaving and she wouldn't go with me on sunday and then she was happy she didn't because it pissed down rain on us <laughs> but you know she doesn't live that far from me but we don't see each other very much we just were there on the phone and um but being consistent in people's lives, being consistent in your kid's life, being consistent in your spouse's life. like You know, that I was just going to say, I think the hardest, um, the one that you need to work the hardest at being consistent at is probably your marriage or your relationship, whoever your significant other relationship is. Um, and it's because we get comfortable yeah. over time. And so I think that it's important to be consistent in your, or that might be, it's very important because it's the hardest one for us to be consistent in, right? It is. And it's one of those things where like, you know, proximity breeds a little bit of animosity. And I say that and people are going to probably disagree with me and they probably don't. I don't don't even know what you just said, Remy. So, so. so, (laughs) You ever notice like the people that you're the closest to, it's the, it, it happens with children too. You're their safe spot. They're your safe spot. So you will say things that you wouldn't say to somebody else because they have to forgive you. They have to love you. They don't. They don't have to love you. And they don't have to forgive you. I don't have to forgive them. But what happens is that comfort allows you to 
be weaker in front of those people. And sometimes that turns into meanness. Sometimes it doesn't turn into it, but sometimes it does because you're their person. So they can take out more frustration on you than they should. And it happens in close friendships too. You know, you'll give that conversation for another day. (laughs) But like, but that's, that's why it's hard sometimes to be consistent. It comes back to being comfortable, but you have to be consistent and you have to, you have to keep working on building relationships because I, I think you see that, especially in a lot of, and as I get older, I see it more in marriages around me and my marriage too, is if you get comfortable and complacent again, right? It's that stagnancy. If you're complacent, you're really moving backwards. You're not even staying steady, right? The rest of the world is moving forward and you're staying there. Well, you always have to be working to move forward, to be better, to be the better version of you. Because that's the other thing is as you get older, if you've been married for a long time, you've been married to different versions of your spouse and they've been married to different versions of you. <laughs> I agree. Um, it is, I, I, I think, and we talk so much about this, like, just as you age, you kind of wake up or you recognize, I shouldn't say you wake up, you just are more aware and you recognize the things that you need to work harder at, or you recognize the person that you want to truly be. And I think it got easier or I was more aware, like I need to be more consistent in my marriage, showing up in my marriage because it's, her definition of whatever those two words that you combined is correct. That is a true statement. <laughs> so thanks for giving us that. No, it's a, uh, but can, you have to be, it's, and I think what happens too, right? Because of instant gratification, it's easy to not be consistent. You're like, well, I did something nice for someone. They should do something nice for me. It's not how it works, right? Maybe it is. That's not how it works for me. But if you're, <laughs> I still have a cold too. Um, If you're consistently a good person, that doesn't mean you don't have bad days, but if you're consistently a good person, the universe will return it to you in some way. But if you're consistently negative and there's like a, I can't think of the name, but there's a name for something like if you want something, like let's say you, you're thinking about a red Jeep, right? Then you'll start to see red Jeeps everywhere. I I can't remember what the name, it's a phenomenon, but it's like a, it's a mental thing because you're thinking about it. So you have to transfer that to positivity and negativity. If you're always thinking about the negative, that's all you find in every situation. And it's like making ruts on a dirt road. If your brain is trained to find the negative, you'll find the negative in relationships, in business, in life. So you have to retrain everything in everything. And then it, and the hard part about negativity is it then seeps into everything else, right? You can't just box negativity into one spot. It seeps into everything. And that's why you have to be consistent about what you feed your brain, what you feed your body. Um, and it takes practice. All of that takes practice. It's again, going back to your gallon of water a day. It's not easy in the beginning. Once you start doing it, then you're first to all the time and it's easy. You know? Yeah. I, um, so I went to that all cowgirl sort by myself on Sunday and loved it. Um, but once again, I just like, as I was out there warming up my horses, I just found myself smiling because I love my horses, Remy, and I love my time with them. And God, it feels so good to do that in the sunshine and everything. But um, going back to the consistency, I 
like I really wanted to get out of the house and I really wanted to go to that horse show. I thought about not going because of all of the things that could go wrong or whatever. And finally I was just like kicked myself out of the house. Um, but I showed up to that horse show because of, I want to be better. I want to be better. And I know that if I don't put in the work or the time or whatnot and work on myself, for me, it's not my horses that need to be better. It's me that needs to be better. And so (coughs) that was my goal is to go there and get more consistent in my riding, in my muscle memory, in my habits. And, um, but while I was there, I just, because I'm, I've worked really hard at consistently being a good person and seeking out the good and showing others the good. I love that though. And I, um, I don't necessarily need to thank you, but I love to help people get better, Remy. And I love the sport of sorting. I I freaking love it. I love watching it. I love helping people. I love, it's who I am. It's who I've always been. But as I'm sitting here doing all of the, the things that I would normally do because I've worked so hard in my life to be consistently better for myself as a human, you see like what's in front of you so differently and some of the things that I see, people are mean, Remy. People are really freaking mean. <laughs> I don't know. Am I wrong? What happens is when you, it's like a, it's like gold mining, right? Or sifting something. As you, as your perspective changes, you start to recognize things in other people. And it's not always great what you recognize in other people. And I'm not stepping on my box and being like, look at me. I'm so amazing. No, I, I figured out where I want to be, where I want to be. Geminis. I figured out where I wanted to be quite a few years ago. And I've had to work really fucking hard every goddamn day to be that person. Some days it's easier than others. Some days I'm a complete psychopath and meaning myself, but I also recognize when I am and I work hard to fix it. So go on. I'm just want people to know, like, I'm not. No. And, and but you know, you start, you start to realize, and again, again, it's about being consistent in what you choose, right? You can always choose to have a bad, you can always choose to have a bad day. And some days you can't choose. Some days are really shitty. It does not matter what you did. Yeah. You just have to, you have to contain it to that day. It can't be your whole life is shitty. Just that day was shitty. And um, you do, what happens is the more you work on yourself, especially if you're realistic in how you work on yourself, you start to recognize what you want in other people. And you start to realize if they're worth your time or not. And that sounds really judgmental, but it's not. I don't have to dislike you if you're not worth my time but I can't pour energy into something that will never give back. Right. And it's the same thing. Like it's, it's the same thing in a job. If you've, if you've given your job a fair shake, I'm caught in my computer. If you've given your job a fair shake at being good for you and you're constantly emotionally drained, physically drained, mentally drained, it's not for you. 
You don't have to be a martyr to the job. You don't have to be a martyr to the relationship. You don't have to be a martyr to the friendship. If it's not for you, then move on. But you have to be consistent. You have to give it the shot to be something that it's not. But I'm not even under the assumption that people are mean. I'm under the assumption that everyone acts in their best interest or what they perceive to be their best interest. And that's all that matters to them rather than, um, and for me, thought processes matter. So if you're, if you have a bad thought process, if you don't think nice things, if you're negative, well then I don't have to entertain you for very long. And some of those people are really good at looking fun and they're really good at looking like they're friends, but they won't show up when you need them to. And um, like in friendship, I always talk about like, I'm the dirty friend, right? I'm not the friend that takes all the cool pictures with you. I'm the friend that you call at three o'clock in the morning. It's okay. I know where I stand in some of my friendships and I, I've collected other friendships where we don't take pictures because we're too busy having fun, but it's just, it's a different, but as you get older, I think it's really easy to start seeing that in people. Are they going to be consistent? Are they going to be good people? Because again, everyone can have a bad day and you can catch someone on their bad day, but if they're consistently having bad days, they're not worth your time. That sounds so bad, but it's true. Well, I just, I think I feel bad because I've, I'm independent. We've talked about this before. Like I'm totally cool with being with myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I love my friends and I love being with them. Don't get me wrong, but I'm totally good with, like I said, Brandon's like, who did you hang out with? And I'm like, I hung out with a little bit of everybody, but honestly, like I just rode my horse and yeah. hung out with them. I like that. And I'm good with that. And, uh, um, but there, there are, I'm probably on the weird spectrum with that because I would say the majority of women or people need other, <coughs> sorry, no, I know I'm a mess. I, my lips are all chapped and dry and I'm coughing too. So sorry, we're animals today. Um, <coughs> where was I going with that? Oh, they need, like, I feel like some of those, a lot more women, more than others, need a group or, how do I say that, Remy? You know what I'm no, saying? You like, know, it's like, I, I, and I will tell you, and this is going to sound really bad. You see, the people that I see with large groups of friends tend to be not the nicest people, really, because they're all sort of depending on each other. And that doesn't mean it... <laughs> you see a lot of mean girl behavior. And when I talk about a large group of friends, it's like a flock of people, right? Because none of them can be on their own. Like I have a group of friends and we are all, we're, we all kind of run in a pack. So I guess I'm saying the same thing about myself, but we're all equally good at being by ourselves, right? Like we choose to come together. We don't have to be together. Like we choose to come together, but if any of us goes to a show by ourselves, we're going to be fine. Right. I've, I've always been able to go eat lunch by myself. Like a lot of people can't go into a restaurant and eat lunch. I can go eat lunch, dinner, whatever by myself. And I'm perfectly content too. Yeah. You you know, and that's hard for a lot of people. They don't want to be alone. So, you know, I I choose my friends very, I choose who I feed into my brain very carefully because if you consistently show me bad behavior, I just, I don't have the time and it's not my job to rescue you. Right. It's not my job to show you, how you should be a better person. Because again, it won't stick. If I tell you, you should do A, B, and C, it won't stick for you unless you really believe those things. 
Now, if you reach out and you're like, hey, I have a question about this, I'm so happy to talk for forever Absolutely. on the phone. You know, but it's 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 funny as you get older because you just recognize stuff. And it's not even like for me, it's not even big things that people do. You recognize in just the small thing or like, again, back to the toxic positivity, toxic negativity is the same thing, right? If someone's always negative, why do you want to be around them? Like, what are they adding to your life? I just think it takes so long to have that aha moment. And um, once you like, once you embrace it and you believe it yourself and you decide that's who you, the person that you want to be, it's like crazy because you can't even stop yourself, your mind from going and like seeking out those people and just, I don't know, talking about the job and being in a job that you hate. I had that conversation with another really good friend of mine this weekend that um, I love. And she said, I hate it. And I said, if you're asking me if you should quit, I would never tell you what to do there. That is your decision. However, I will say that There's so much many good things in life, Remy. Like really good things. Why you're always gonna have bills. Like you're gonna have bills if you have a job or if you don't have a job. Um why wake up my perspective has just changed so much on this. And now I'm just like, why would you want to go do something every day that I just don't understand it? I can't understand it. I can't wrap my head around it. Like why would you want to go do something every single day that you absolutely freaking hated, Remy? Hated. <laughs> because people get, again, so complacency is consistency too, right? This is what I've always done. This is what you're supposed to do. Okay, well, you're supposed to suffer your whole life and be miserable and not be happy. And then, and then some people are happy. Like, you know, I know we talked about entrepreneurship. I had another friend and I asked her, I said, why don't you just open your own practice, right? She's a vet. I said, why don't you, why don't you just open your own practice? You're not happy where you're at. Why don't you open your own practice? She goes, ah, oh, money. And she goes, you know what? Honestly, no. When I'm, when I clock out on Thursday, I don't have to take a phone call until Monday. And that is worth a lot of she money. She likes to be, and yeah. And I was like, okay, that, well, that's a better, that's <laughs> a better option than, for me, that's a much better answer than just money, right? Yep. I want to be done. I want to have my time to myself. Cool. She doesn't want to have the ownership of the actual clinic. I understand that. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, but it's why, again, why wake up because, because you've been consistent, like, again, you've been consistent with something. Why wake up and you're consistently dreading it. Right. I know a lot of people that once they quit their job and started working for themselves or working for someone else, like working at a different job, a lot of their stomach issues went away. Yeah. A lot of their skin issues went away because that's the other thing. Your body manifests what's going on inside, yes. you know? And so you see a lot of things change if you make some lifestyle changes and it sounds super new age, but it's not. If you're, if you feel bad going into work every day, you're going to have GI issues because your body is going to manifest all those things in ulcers or anxiety. Attention. Yeah. You know, so why, why be upset every day going to work? Like, look, I don't want to go clean stalls every day. And it is in fact behind blanketing my least favorite thing to do with horses. <laughs> um, 
Oh God, I hate blanketing. <laughs> but it has to be done for us. Blanketing doesn't have to be done, but installs has to be done. So I don't like it, but for me, there's still even moments when you're cleaning stalls, like when the horse comes up behind you and nuzzles on you, you can find those little highlights in everything that you're doing. And again, it's mindset, right? If I was out there and I mean, you've had to hear me say it, like I fucking hate cleaning stalls. I hate it. And I probably wouldn't hate it if I had three or four to do, but I have a lot more to do. But still it's like, okay, so I can complain about that, but I get to ride a barn full of nice horses and check pastures full of nice cattle and still go pick up my kids from school and be home. And if I want to take the week off to go to Disneyland, well, I just have to find someone to feed and clean, but I can go to Disneyland whenever I want to go, or, you know, we can go skiing or we can go do all these things. So is my life that bad? No, just that part, that portion of my morning isn't fun. That's it. It's a portion of my morning, but I have to train my brain to think that way, right? Get this done. And then you have the rest of your day to do whatever you want to do. So that's how my brain works for me is like, it's a little checklist. Mm-hmm. And the things that I, well, I mean, depends on what we're talking about because folks, I hate paperwork. I'm not good at that, <laughs> but, um, I, so if it's like cleaning the stalls, like I'm going to clean these stalls and then I'm going to water horses. It has to all be done in that little checklist. Yeah. So I can move on to the fun parts of the day. No. And I, it's just, but it's, it's consistency in whatever you do. If you're starting to run and this is the other thing too. And like, I bring it up a lot, long-term goals, short-term goals. Right. And especially for our younger viewers or listeners, whatever, our younger audience, that's the word I should have used. Um, short-term goals, long-term goals, because if you try and climb the mountain in the first jump and I tell you I fail spectacularly, <clears throat> but you're not going to make it right. And it's the same thing. Like, it's really easy to get disheartened. Now, if I said I, I my first goal is 90 pounds down, okay, that's ridiculous. You know, like my that's first, incredible. if you're not going to do it and then you're going to quit because you're only going to lose two pounds a week and you're like, I'm never going to get there. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you are. You're going to get there if you stay consistent. But that's why you have, for me, like, for that's like, I'm big on goals, right? Short-term goals, long-term goals. My long-term goal is this. And then you can always readjust your goals too. Like I do a lot of readjusting of my goals, but um, those short-term goals make you feel, that's a checklist for you. It makes you feel better about getting it done. And it shows you that your consistency is paying off. So if it's with weight loss, it's pretty easy to make short-term goals, but make them realistic. I want to lose three pounds in a week. I want to lose five pounds in 10 days. I want to do whatever. If it's riding your horse, right? Or if it's competing, I want to make it to the second go. Now I've consistently made it to the second go. Now I want to make it to the top 10. And then after the top 10, all you want to do is win. But you have to, like, you know, you have to break down these steps Mm -hmm. to make it consistent and attainable. If I want to run a 5K, I can't start by running three miles. I better start by jogging a half a mile and just building up to it. But it takes time. And I think for a lot of people, that time, and that plateau, like you're talking about your boys plateauing if they're sorting right now, right? You're going to hit a plateau in whatever you do. Weight loss, business, horse training, friendships, relationships. You're going to hit a plateau. So was the was is what's going to come after the plateau worth it? Well, a lot of guys, the same thing in business. You talked about the entrepreneurs. They quit at that plateau. You can't quit there. you got to push through and rise yeah, above it. You, you have to decide if, it, if like... Mm-hmm. If you're passionate about it, you'll just keep on going or you'll figure a different formula out. And I think that that, that too is the part 
about consistency is if you're consistent for a long time and you still aren't seeing the results that you want, well, maybe you need to reconfigure what you're doing. Maybe, maybe the way that you're doing it isn't the right way. And just, okay. So like social media is pretty big freaking deal right now. I mean, that's how everybody gets their name out there. Um, I have kind of got off the bandwagon with a few of our businesses on it, but I try to stay super consistent on Tapian. We do on Coffee with the Cowgirls because we know that we need to be in front of our audience to stay relevant. And that's one to two times a day that they tell you to post on social media. Oh my God, that takes a lot of time, you guys, to... No, and it's like even with our production. So we have a big show this weekend, and it's historically one been one of our biggest shows. I put the flyer out for it at the same time I did Vegas, like in <clears throat> February, I think. And all these people are like, you know, and I, I put it out like once a month. But like for me, like if someone puts out a flyer, then I print it out and I'm done, right? It sounds like, oh, I totally forgot. And I was like, well, I tried to be organized for once in my life, and it bit me in the ass, like. And so for that, then it's the same thing for us. Like, oh, do you have a show this weekend? Or do you have lessons this week? I'm like, I post it every Monday. It's very, it's it's easy to say what we're doing. But again, that's instant gratification. If it's not popping up in their newsfeed twice a day. And like, that is a lot of time. I got like 20 some horses I'm taking care of. Plus some cows, plus a marriage, plus kids, plus just me. Right? Like, I don't have time to sit there and do that. And... Yeah, it's like a lot. But yeah, we see it like with our, uh, I see it with our Instagram posts, just watching the analytics. If we post once to twice a day or we post consistently, you get a lot new follower, uh, new followers, but it's it's frustrating. It is really frustrating with social media trying to make it work. Well, and so um, I'm trying to be more consistent about setting a schedule like doing it on Monday for a week. I feel like a week is attainable for me. Anything past that, I couldn't, I would have too hard of a time doing posts for anything. Do you know what I'm saying, Rem? Mm -hmm. Like I couldn't imagine sitting down and doing a month's worth of posts two every day. It takes me all day to do a week. And it is nice. I will say that I have been able to consistently do it twice now for a two-week period and it is super awesome to have it done for the week and out there and you don't have to worry about it anymore but it's really really hard it's not easy but it's something in that in the space that we're trying to create right now that it has to be that consistency has to be important for us it is important for us well, it's like, I think too, it's like, I came from like, if you had a good enough product, right? Whatever you were selling ourselves, our production business or horses, whatever, if you had a good enough product that should sell yeah. itself, it doesn't work that way anymore. Mm-mm. And that's frustrating too, right? I poured my whole life into this passion and at one point it was good enough. Well, now it's not good enough and that makes you feel horrible. So again, when we talk to you about being positive and not being disheartened, it's not that we are not any of those things. And, um, you know, like for us with cows right now, hay prices are double what they were last year. So that cuts our profit in half. 
and you have to sit, you know, and you have to sit there. Okay, well, we spent a long time building this business. How do we keep it? And do we keep it? Is it worth keeping it? Those are real questions that we have to have. And, you know, it goes even like you're on TikTok right now and you're on the ag side of TikTok. It's suicide um, awareness month, right? You know what? And I'm so mad at myself because that was on Sunday. We didn't, we should talk about this. The suicide awareness day was on Saturday. I'm sorry, Saturday, 9 11. Yeah, it's, it's September is suicide awareness month. Oh, so it wasn't just the day. No, and so you see a whole bunch of stuff on Saturday. You see all, yeah, because it, it um, because the Farm Bureau put something out. Um, Whoa. but it's but it's true, it, it's true, you know, and like that day is I think that's the day, but September's the month, and um, they talk about the high rates of suicide and depression in farming. Well, yeah, because you work your whole life to get criticized and um, you become more efficient and then that's not enough, right? You, you're feeding more people with less than you ever have. And it's, uh, and that consistency is really tough because it's, you know, when you're in the middle of it, when you're in debt or there's a drought or there's a fire or there's floods, because it seems like the hits never keep coming. And like, I say this, from a pretty cushy spot in California, we've sold cows out to drought, but like, I'm not dealing with like what the Iowa hog farmers dealt with. We're not dealing with the Atlas blizzard. Like we don't deal with giant bad things, but you have these guys like the Atlas blizzard a couple years ago was particularly hard for me as a cattleman to watch. These guys spent years building bloodlines to have them be taken away like that, right? They built whole herds and that's, you know, it's devastating. So when we talk about, you know, but that's why you see all this stuff. If you're on the farming or ag side of TikTok, you got farmers that have done the work. They've been consistent and now it's not enough. Right. And then how do you, how do you marry that with that? You're supposed to work hard. And if you work hard, you get ahead. I just think that there's so much I'm, um, that is also something that I'm passionate about is just like the awareness of suicide. Um, and, you know, Remy, I think, gosh, I feel like we're taking so many different turns and stuff today, but that's okay. Um, I think for me, like when I look at the egg industry and why it's happening more and more, or it's you see it more, is look at the way our world is today and what I'm 40. You're not far behind me. Um, if we were to get into farming today, could we do it? No, Probably not, Remy. No. There's like no way we could afford it. And you're, so, yeah, you're incurring massive debt huge. To, have, to have a population tell you you're trying to kill them. And then the other, the, I mean, the other thing that goes back, and this is still about suicide with. Oh, my God. I have to tell you something. And you're going to laugh. I'm so sorry for interrupting you, but as you know from our episode a few weeks ago, I love Casey's. Casey's <laughs> might be the best gas station ever, and they pissed me off this week. Unburritable? Are you fucking kidding me? That's what they're selling now, Remy. Unburritable. My little Midwest gas station is selling fake freaking meat burritos. No. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, and it's, it's like, so I grew up in, you know, I live in California. We're like the home of 
vegetarian veganism in the in the U.S. What's funny is for years out here, like if you wanted <clears throat> vegetarian food, there's always options. But like a lot of them were either soy based or like straight vegetable based. They weren't fake processed things, right? Like you can eat Thai food. You can eat like a lot of Asian foods, a lot of Indian foods don't have any meat in them. And they're fantastic, like so good. And it's not fake products. They just, they're making all these vegetable and fruit dishes, but that is horrible. <laughs> and it's like, do you realize what's in it? Like you're not eating better, but and you're not doing anything, but. uh. So I believe that that is what it is. Unburritable, that tells you, doesn't it, that it's a fake burrito yeah. meat? Yeah. And if it's not, their marketing is terrible because I take it as now my little fave Midwest gas station is freaking jumping on that bandwagon and it makes me mad. But I feel, going back to the suicide in the farmers, I feel like a lot of them, I mean... Well, there's so many different reasons. There's these older generation of farmers who they might have just dedicated their whole life to the farming, ranching, agriculture industry. And they wake up one morning and look around and they have nobody to pass anything on to. Maybe. Well, and it's it's hard to, like, especially in the Western world, right? You're taught work hard. Just keep, put your head down, work hard, you'll get ahead. And you're not getting ahead. And then, like, they talk about when you really read articles about it and you talk to guys, there's a lot of farm accidents that are probably suicide, right? They say that they're an accident. And they're not. And they're not. Topic for next week. Yes. But it's, you know, so, but it's so crazy to think about. And that's the downside of consistency is when do you know enough is enough? And so for me, again, it comes down to long-term and short-term goals. So if you've been consistent for 30 or 45 days and you haven't met a single short-term goal, look at those short-term goals. Oh are they God. realistic? Right? Are they are they realistic? If they weren't realistic, then rewrite your short-term goals. But if your short-term goals are realistic and you don't feel any progress and you don't feel good about yourself, maybe whatever this is isn't for you. And that's not or or figure out a new path. But don't just keep beating your head against the wall for no improvement. And that's so hard. How do you judge that? Well, part of that is that a lot of it comes down to you. But the other thing is talk to your friends that you trust, that you trust, not negative Nancy, the people that you trust to tell you if you're being an idiot or not. And now times have changed for me. Like when we talked about <clears throat> success, I mean, the definition of success has changed so much, you guys. Like when, when I was in my 20s I mean I would have probably been expected to stay in the job that you banged your head against the wall because it had 401k and insurance not today folks not today it is not acceptable to stay into something that makes you mentally unhealthy yeah um or following a path that it makes you mentally unhealthy oh and you know you you can't stay married to something and I say married like you can't stay married to a job that you don't like you can't stay you can't stay in stuff just for the long haul because you're worried about failing or not being consistent. Now I say that. Think about you. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to be consistent. My dogs are going crazy. Sorry. My, my phone's giving me all the warnings on the side of my house. Um, you 
have to be consistent. But for me, like more than important about trying to be consistent in how you get to goals, right? Because I don't think that's super important. I think that there's 20 different paths to get to the same place. I do but, too. Um, for me, the biggest thing is it starts with what do you feed your brain? Like consistency and what you feed your brain is the most important because if you're consistent about what you feed your brain, the rest of stuff will follow, right? But you can't go through the motions if your brain's not there. Well, Remy and I might not be on the same page when it comes to music and some other things in our life, but we are <laughs> on the same page with this because I am in total agreement. And I don't necessarily think when I was writing my outline today, that is not something that I thought of. But now that you brought that up about what you feed your mind, that is definitely a huge part of how I became consistent in what I'm doing today and the mindset of it all, because mindset is where consistency starts. It is. And it's like, I remember we were talking about when I was talking about going on the diet, you were like, if you can, you said it, you're like, your mindset is for everything, right? That's how you have to do it is you have to be aware of what you're feeding your brain. And then when you're aware of that, you're also aware of what you're putting out into the world. And you want to put things out into the world. I did. I know we're running long. I saw this thing the other day and it talked about <clears throat> like people think the universe, like if you make a decision, it's the wrong decision. The universe is telling you like that was the wrong decision. And it's not. Like, and that's what the thing I was reading said. It's like the universe isn't telling you that's right. It's not telling you you're right or wrong. You won't be punished for a decision you make. It will now be another ending shift of possibilities from that decision and so many people think like, if I do A, I'll get B. Not necessarily. You'll, you'll end up back at B, but you might have to go A to Z to the color purple and then the, the number nine and then back to B because you made a decision that wasn't right or wrong. It was just a different path to get there. And Which is I, the reason that the consistency of a good mindset is important. That, yeah, right? Because you're like, well, I really want that. If you really want something, you'll get there. Like, you know, and you... It's uh, it's 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 tough to be consistent in the face of adversity. It really is. But if you have the right mindset, if your brain's strong enough, if you're if your heart's strong enough, you can survive almost anything and be successful at it. You know, and there are definitely. Um, well, I work very hard at that. There are definitely chinks in the armor where you have a little meltdown know that folks like well you have to be consistent there are definitely days where you want to freaking throw yourself to the ground and kick and scream and be pissed and but picking yourself back up and putting yourself back into the circle of consistency is where it's at I guess yeah so it's like we I, I talk about it a lot you can take a break you can sit down and rest you just can't stop right? Take your breath, take your rest and realize that, but realize what you were working for because you can throw a temper tantrum. You can lay down and cry and vent and do whatever you want, but then leave that there, right? Leave it on the ground when you get up. Yeah. Well, Rem, I loved chatting with you today. I think it was a really good, I, I mean, like I said, I, I love, I mean, I don't, do I love consistency? No, it's not like 
fun, but it is something that is needed and necessary. And it, it, is, it is gratifying. In the, again, it's that long term, right? It's not really? fun in the middling. It's really fun at the end. Yes. Yes. And I loved chatting with you again. Cause I, I love chatting you. with you all the time. I know. Um, so yeah, thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, you can find us on YouTube, Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Apple Podcast. Um, yeah, make sure to go and like our platforms um, along with subscribing to YouTube. Um, we'll see you back here next Wednesday. We'll until, you know thinking. In, until then, be bold, be brave, be humble. Oops, I said that wrong. Did I say that wrong? <laughs> no, I think you said it right. I did. Okay. <laughs> Have a great week, guys. We'll catch you next next week. All right. Bye. Bye.